All right, guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. This week, we've got the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open, otherwise known as the Shriners Open. And this one is pretty interesting week just because we have a lot of top end studs that we can pay up for that, you know, we really should. And like last week where we just had a ton of good plays given the salary point, this week we actually have a ton of great plays, which should make this week a little bit easier, less risk associated with this week than there was last week. Although last week, pretty solid across the board. Uh, it was unfortunate that Sam Burns and Patrick Rogers missed the cut, but other than that, pretty solid. Uh, four out of the top 11 players made the cut. Uh, the problem with last week was I was really mixing the matching between Patrick Rogers, Danny McCarthy, and Charlie Hoffman. Then you also had uh, Ventura, uh, Piercy, Shank right there. You, you didn't want to overload with those players, but obviously the right uh, lineup path would have been Cameron Davis, Ventura, Denny McCarthy, and Charlie Hoffman, which was a lineup path that I ended up on a ton. I actually had a bunch of lineups looking like they could take down GPP heading into Sunday with Sergio winning. That didn't go my way, but it was a fun week uh, for cash purposes. I actually had one lineup just barely cash by like three spots, another one just barely missed cashing by like two spots. So very interesting week. Solid player pool overall, though. And you know what? The form has been there. Really looking forward to this upcoming week for the Shriners because, honestly, all these plays that we were on last week, they're pretty much same, stayed the same price point, which to me is pretty shocking. So let's get into the picks for this week. I'm pretty pumped up. Uh, so the thing about this week is we're going to be going off of the same stats as we were last week, which is kind of strange. It's a little bit different. Um, Total driving going to be a key stat for this one. Uh, ball striking as well, but I'd rather favor total driving a little bit more. Strokes gain approach is going to be the most uh, key stat this week um, for all the players in the top 10. They rank the highest in strokes gain approach. And then bogey or birdie to bogey ratio, we're going to be looking at that as well. And then par five scoring. If they're scoring on the par fives, once again, they're setting themselves up to make the cut. And if they're setting themselves up to make the cut, then they're going to be setting themselves up for a good week. Looking at course history, it's actually pretty shocking which sounds weird. For anyone that's new, they're going to think this sounds stupid, but the top four players this week are actually the top four players with the course history, which is shocking. They've all been really great. Patrick Cantley, like three straight top five finishes. The rest of them have not missed a cut here. Just great course history for the top four players, which, like I said, pretty rare, kind of exciting. Um, then going off a of recent form, the top guys on the high end, High tier price point have all been really stellar as well. Webb Simpson, Tony Finau, Harris English, and then Matthew Wolf as well. He's been playing some great golf. So the top end is absolutely loaded this week, which makes it a little bit more difficult, but a little bit more fun. Let's get into the picks for this week. All right. So I know I already touched on this a couple of times, but like the thing with last week was that you could really make any lineup path work. I know some people sent me some screenshots of doing studs and dubs where they absolutely killed it. Some others mixed and matched and did really well as well. So it's a very interesting week where this week, we can sort of do the same thing, although I think paying up for the studs is going to be easier to predict this week just because the top end's loaded, and I already touched on it. Bryson's a great play. Um, he's played really well at this course uh, previously. Uh, fourth, first, seventh, and 36th finish here. Great stat fit. Uh, three straight make cuts in a row. Obviously, he's coming off that victory at the U.S. Open. Webb Simpson, seventh. 15th, 20th, 31st finish here. Obviously, he's been playing some of the best golf of his career. Look at his last four starts, just absolutely great. He is a top five stat fit this week. Patrick Cantley, a second, second, and a first. Now, he hasn't been playing the best golf recently. If I had to fade someone on the top end, it would be him, but obviously, he really does like this course. Tony Finau, great recent form. T8, 17th, 5th. Yeah, he struggled at the Northern Trust, but at a T4 finish before that, he's at the 9th, a 36th, a 16th, and a 41st finish. And then going down to Hideki as well. 
Been playing great recent golf. Had a 16th overall finish here last year. Um, pretty solid in the stats that you want him to be at this week. 10th in part five scoring, 8th in strokes gained approach. He's not the best uh, putter, but... You know, just with his approach game, I don't think we have to worry about that too much. I really like Hideki this week as well. I think we should fade Morikawa this week. And I'm going to go back to the well with Harris English. i kind of just going to play him until he fails me. Played him a ton last year. Was easily my most owned player, I think, last week. maybe Or last year, other than maybe like Webb Simpson or whatnot. But English, great play. 36th finish here in 2018. Miscut the year before that. Fourth the year before that. Obviously, he's just been playing some really great golf. Uh, top five staff as well. So I really like Harris English this week as well. And then after that, I don't want to risk it necessarily with anyone you know, this low, you go with Wolf, you go with Scheffler, you go with M. I like those plays. Paul Casey, I like as well. Paul Casey might be a little bit like sneaky pivot play, possibly. 15th finish here in 2018. He's a top 10 staff fit. Strong in strokes and approach. He's strong in everything but putting. Uh, his lowest stat, other than putting, is like 53rd, and that's in strokes and approach. So everything is looking good for Paul Casey other than that putting. But we know he's been a little bit better recently with that putting game, so I don't mind Paul Casey as a play as well. You know, the top end is loaded, and it's not as risky like it was last week. Um, going into the mid-tier now. Mid-tier is interesting. There's some prices that I don't exactly agree with. I think I'd rather just go down to Cameron Davis. Been playing him a decent amount recently. Obviously, had that T6 finish, so kind of disappointing T6 finish. Uh, just needs to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, I've said that a few times with him and some of the other players. Um, that's kind of the problem with some of these players that are up and coming or that are playing these events is that they sometimes have blow up rounds or they're just not as consistent. That's kind of the difference between them and the high end guys. But Cameron Davis been playing some great golf, top 10 stab fit. Um, kind of same thing as, like I said, for Paul Casey, if he can just get it going with his putter, he's going to have a good week. That's pretty much the only weakness in this game. He had a 28th finish here in 2018. Obviously been playing some great recent golf. Uh, tough to pass up Cameron Davis at that price point this week. Uh, going a little bit lower. Brian Harmon's been playing, you know, pretty stellar golf. Seven straight make cuts. He has two top 20 finishes here in the last four years, so I don't mind him as a play. Um, going lower, though, you know, Doc Redman, I know I said it with Sam Burns and Doc Redman. They're both kind of a little bit hit or miss. So for me, I do like Doc Redman as a play, but I think I'd rather just pay down for Sam Burns. It's pretty much same play, just a little bit cheaper, and I'll talk about that in a second here, but going down a little bit lower i mentioned this in last week's write-up and i kind of got on him more and more as the week went on was charlie hoffman i just feel like this is going to be a year where i just play him a ton i think this is kind of going to be a comeback year for him uh look at the recent form t13 t56 t14 and t6 it's been getting better course history 74th finisher last year um 18th and then a missed cut so not the best but he is a top 20 staff fit um I, I, he's, he's making par five or he's scoring on par fives. His birdie to bogey ratio is pretty solid. Uh, told driving and ball striking the ball really well. I think he's going to be set up for some success. I know in round three last week, he just could not hit a fairway. If he just has a decent driving day, he might have won last week. So, Charlie Hoffman, I like him as a play at that price point. It's very appealing at that price point. Then, Denny McCarthy as well, a play, as you guys saw, was a high exposure play last week. Ninth finish at this event last year, 15th the year before that, miscut the year before that. Top 20 stat fit as well. Obviously been in some pretty solid recent form. Even the miscut at the Safeway Open wasn't a bad start. He had a, or he shot three under par at that tournament. Not a bad tournament. He just wasn't enough to make the cut. Um, I do worry about his upside. I think, you know, the T6 last week was 
kind of capping his upside, but he has played really well at this course in the past with two straight top 15 finishes. So Danny McCarthy at this price point is pretty, you know, safe play, I believe. So going down a little bit lower, we got a bunch of GPP, you know, high risk, high reward, Harold Varner, Sam Burns, Ryan Palmer, uh, Lanto Griffin, high risk, high reward. I don't mind those plays at all. Can't touch on all the plays. I don't want to make these videos too long, but Chris Ventura, our boy, Christopher Ventura. I, once again, I just don't get this price point. What is DraftKings doing with this price point? 18th finish here last year, missed cut the year before that. Great in total driving and ball striking, top five in that. Now, the rest of his game hasn't been the best, but he still is top 20 in birdie to bogey ratio. So he's been making a way to make it work. And I think that's mostly because he has been told driving and ball striking the ball really well. Really, he's been hitting fairways, hitting greens, and two putting. If he can just you know, piece that together, have a little bit better approach week and have a little bit better putting week, he could easily go off and win. He had a T7 finish at the Safeway Open, may cut at the Corrales, and then T6 finish at the Sanderson Farms. I just don't really get this price point. It's pretty shocking to me that he's down here again for the second straight week. And that's kind of giving me the theme with this lower section here. Uh, Adam Hadwin's down there as well. That, that seems pretty cheap for him. James Hahn has two top 10 finishes in a row, which is pretty shocking. Um, our boy Adam Shank here. I don't. I really don't know what to say here. Nine straight make cuts in a row. Uh, he had an 18th miscut cut and 20th finish here in the last three years at this event. So, you know, he's still not the best at it, but a guy that's had pretty decent course history and has made nine straight cuts in a row. This price point just doesn't make, you know, logical sense. I, I just I don't really get what DraftKings was seeing here. They're kind of forcing us into some of the plays that we played last week and. I'm fine with it, to be honest with you. Uh, Matthew Naismith, uh, 9 to five's boy, Matthew Naismith, um, made his last two cuts and has been progressively playing better. 18th finisher last year. He's a top 20 staff fit. Um, casually has been getting better. He had kind of a lull last season, and it seems like he's out of that lull now. So I think we can go back to the well with him. Uh, don't mind that as a play. There's a ton of decent value plays out there this week where you can mix and match if you want, it, want to. Um, so I don't mind that approach. That's going to be up to you. And then one player that I do want to touch on, low low play, low exposure play, Justin Su. So uh, T21st and a T14 in his most recent starts. He's a guy that was supposed to come out and play well on the tour. Kind of didn't happen for him. I think he's starting to figure out. So at this price, but I, don't, I don't mind the risk with it. Uh, not going to be a horrible play, but definitely don't go crazy with it. But that's the video for you guys. Um, if you enjoyed this video, please give me a like and subscribe. As always, I do appreciate that. Um, Join 9 to 5 Nation. It is time to a month. As you guys can see, been pretty dominant the last pretty much three months. It's the edge that you gain with Join 9 to 5 is going to help you cash or be right around cash. I don't remember the last time I wasn't right around the cash line in cash contests. It's, it always makes it kind of fun, but that little edge that you gain with 9 to 5 can prove to be you know pretty beneficial. Um, hope you guys join. It's, it's been a good time. So uh, that's all I have for you guys this video. If you enjoyed it, please give me a like and subscribe. And as always, let's keep cashing.